When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You can tell us, but we don't show prep. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no, yeah. I, I, I just barely make it in. <laughs> you know, I'm sure you can tell. But we don't show <laughs> I mean, let's, let's, let's put the cards down on the table here. Miami Hurricanes, yeah, you know the name already, it's Merced, ha <laughs> ha. It's a six-rig cane show, can't forget the name though Got jazz, blue vision, DJ break the game code Ain't no changing up, ain't no breaking up Real port alive from the Hall Rock Stadium Ball 14 for the orange or green We see the six-rig champs, it's more than a dream This is life on the field, beyond a hundred yards A hurricane that's never still put a damage to the squad The six-rig cane show The six-rig cane show Six rings can't show. <laughs> you know. What's wrong with us? Seriously. What's wrong with us? We're Miami Hurricanes fans. Welcome to the Six Rings Cane Show, a show dedicated to Miami Hurricane sports, featuring the legendary Larry Bluestein, Jazz Santana, Vish, and Danny Gillette. Let's go, Canes. Let's go, Kings. <clears throat> Welcome back to the Six Rings Kane show. Uh, <laughs> after a uh, listen, Miami Hurricanes are 4 0, baby. 4 0 for the Miami Hurricanes. I mean, some of us on this show thought we'd be 3 and 1, but whatever. That's uh, yeah, that's yeah, they game. didn't, they didn't, they didn't remember that Texas AM sucks. So, yeah. you know, they should have, should have paid attention to that. We'll, we'll let it slide, we'll let it slide for now, but uh. <laughs> Now, now we get into the heart of the the schedule. Obviously, we're uh, uh, coming off a big win against, uh, and, I, and I'll I'll say why it's a big win in a second. But it's a big win against Temple, forty-one to seven. And then, uh, of course, now we've got the bye week, and, and I think it comes at you know at first we were complaining about the bye week. I think it comes at a good time, um, considering you know we've got some some injuries and, and well, we'll, we'll we'll see we'll see there right because uh, you know. Once we get to like November, might be like, oh, I wish we had it now. <laughs> well, right now it's yeah. a good time. Right? Yeah, it's no, it's definitely that. for sure. So we'll get a little bit into that and, and and some recruiting talk as well. 
uh, towards the end of the show, so make sure you guys tune in for that. Um, however, I mean, the, the, the biggest news is um, <laughs> we're recruit- are we expecting recruiting news tonight? You know, uh, we'll see. We'll see. Same but, uh, yeah, it's so 40, a 41 to, 41 to 7 uh, victory this weekend in the Temple. It's the first game, you know, that the Hurricanes travel to, right? So, your first road game of the season. And you, you had some things working against your favor, but the, the, the Miami Hurricanes did exactly what they needed uh, to do. Obviously, I, I was there. Um, I would say it was technically a road game and that it was not in Hard Rock Stadium. It was three to one Canes fans at least. It was definitely not a a a road crowd. It was a home game from a crowd standpoint. Um what crowd? <laughs> I mean, to the extent there were I'm going off of percentages, not raw numbers. <laughs> Cause there was I mean, they don't even sell the uh, upper deck seats, period. So the only thing you can buy is the lower deck and you know, the, how, the how many people were really there? You think this more or less? Oh man, I I don't know. I see more at high school games in Miami, to be honest. Like it was, it was to the 20? extent there. I mean, yeah, probably about twenty k, maybe. Um, it's hard to tell because again, they don't sell anything in upper decks. You're kind of in that compressed area. The other thing is, like, I mean, it was it was the weather was awful. So um, yeah, the weather was bad. I think, I think that that uh, it actually didn't really rain much. It was just cold because the wind was was blowing really bad the whole time and the stadium doesn't like isn't like enclosed or it's open on the end so it's just swirling in there um yeah no it, it was technically i think in the low, uh, high 50s or low 60s but that wind was going 20 to 30 miles per hour the whole game it was so it was so windy that like the rain wouldn't stick because the wind would blow it off you so you weren't actually getting wet even when it was raining, because it was whipping it off you so quickly, it was like being in a in a, in a vent. Yeah, shout that out was to Purdy. Storm, right? That storm. Yeah, so we got lucky that up there, at least in DC, actually, it, <laughs> it rained a lot more. But up there, we uh, got lucky that we kind of just got the wind part of it. So it didn't didn't rain much. But again, when it did, it was so windy it didn't really stick to anything. Yeah, shout out to Fernie. Uh, hopefully, you got your liquor you were looking for. We can just find beer. He went in search of liquor, and then I never saw him again. But I'm assuming. <laughs> Everything went well there. Yeah, no, it was it was a good time. Um, Ernie went through of, it, man. You yeah. know, through it with the with the airport closing yeah. and all that stuff. So yeah, he almost got diverted. I was telling him, you know, if they diverted him to the DC side, I'd just scoop his ass up on the way in. But um, <laughs> um, he ended up getting the land in Philly itself. Yeah, no, it was it was a good time. It was majority Kane fans. Ran to some people I knew like throughout, not just Fernie. Oh, I had to go to the club level to get liquor. All they had down on our level was beer. So. Uh, he said he needed liquor. A lot of concessions were closed. I'm gonna open them all up. Um, yeah. My other friend, she she texted me. It's like they're selling coffee somewhere. So I went and did that. Got to the heat. Coffee the heat, sure, right? The heat, man. I need the heat. But that, that was so windy, it blew the cup out of my cup holder at one point. So <laughs> off the rest of that. But um, and and I can tell you more on on the field stuff. TVD unfazed by it. Like I can't believe he threw the ball that well with how windy it was. Because you can, well, see, you I mean, notice, I, I know you can see it in, in in live, but in some of the replays on TV, you can see the ball kind of changing its trajectory as it's as it's flying through the air. You can actually see the wind when yeah, he he was able to still be accurate, yeah. which is really. I mean, Henry yeah. Williams only threw one ball, but that thing floated like five yards off where he aimed it because he just he hung in the wind and took it. But TV was able to throw through it and. Yeah, I mean it was it was a good time. I'd recommend it in the future if your Canes are playing in the Northeast. It's because there's a lot of Canes fans there. So it was a fun Very experience. Cool. 
Yeah. Very cool. I saw when uh, Borregalis hit the field goal, you could see he's done this before and because and he, <laughs> he hit it all the way over to the right and it came back. Yeah. Yeah. I noticed that too. <laughs> that is, that is true. Yeah, no, he, he, that, and that's what I was like when he was making those fields, like those are good kicks and that. No, shoot. But you've had to do that before. You yeah. just couldn't just say, okay, I'm coming in. And because I, somebody, I think it was Dash, Josh Darrow said that in the pregame warmups, he was hitting them from 58 yards and such. And he said, but he hit them all the way to the right and they came back. Yeah, I know it was, it was as windy impressive. a game, especially like, cause even in the hard rock, you know, it's windy. Everything's kind of closed <clears> in. So you don't really get that full effect. You're just exposed out there. So, um, but it was good. It's good practice in that weather not just for you know boston at the end of the year but also yeah. uh, you know we have larger aspirations of charlotte you know charlotte yeah. in december is you know temperature wise probably fairly similar you're gonna get those like you know chopped up fields and stuff because the grass is kind of <laughs> messed up in that weather and also it's good practice for all that down the road well let's talk about that a little bit uh blue obviously i mentioned it a little bit earlier today in, <clears throat> on your show but you know, the Canes didn't, didn't necessarily look great, right? It, this wasn't their A game uh, by any means. Of course, they were missing some guys on, on, on primarily on the defensive side of the football. And, um, and you, you noticed that they were, you know, definitely wasn't their best game. Miami still came out and dominated the football game and won a game easily that, look, truth is, and I know we, we, we don't like to bring up last year, but last year this would have been – a really tough game and in and a, and a game where Miami could have folded uh, and given up some, some big plays. I mean, they got lucky on some plays too with, you know, with some uh, touchdown that was called back and, and some penalties and whatnot. But that at the end of the day, that's what separates a really good team from a, a mediocre team. And that's how you know, notice the difference uh, aside from, you know, aside from athleticism and whatnot. But look, the truth is EJ Warner threw for over 200, what, over 250 yards yeah. more or less. Um, you know, they had they had an easier time throwing the football on us. Um, and the secondary was a little bit suspect. You saw that uh, throughout the game. Just looking at that game and the way they played, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that they came out with the win the way they did. That kind of shows you that this team, you know, even in their bad days, you know, or, or a mediocre game that they played can still come out and dominate, a, you know, a um, you know, I guess a mediocre football team right now, and that's not a shot at Temple. It just is what it is. Um, what's your take on what you saw from that team, uh, Blue, this past weekend on the offense and the defensive side of the football? Is there anything that kind of concerns you, or are you kind of happy that this happened now and they're able to correct some things now in the bye week? Well, certainly, as Vish alluded to, the, the weather obviously was a factor. But the thing that I, I – I think people were failing to understand, okay, Temple wasn't great, but it was a serious, serious upgrade to Bethune-Cookman. They had dudes that could play. They had a couple of receivers that could catch. The, the running back was pretty solid. As you mentioned, Warner at least got – where they got beat up in, was the line of scrimmage. And I think you could see Miami's improvement on that offensive line because they gave him protection. They opened up some holes for the running game. Um yeah, I mean, there's no concern. I mean, you, I mean, last year if you got a 41-7 win over like Middle Tennessee State, you would have been elated. So, uh, I I thought this game was definitely one that uh, you know you say to yourself, okay, it's uh, game time is over. 
now you gotta we got ACC and and I'm not I know that Vish hates when I do this, but Georgia Tech's not a complete rollover. They 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 battle Wake Forest. I mean, they were dominating them in the first half. So you got to be ready for every single game. Maybe Virginia, not so much, but the rest of these games are going to be every game that they roll out now. Uh, I mean, even Boston College, and we saw what they did with FSU. So, you know, it's been, it's Power 5 football. You have Power 5 football recruits on both sides, and I think that this was a good ending for Miami. Now, as you said, Jazz, they got the week off, healed a couple of people. Hopefully they could get uh, – and I don't know if Cam will be ready for that game, but uh, you never know. Uh, Maybe for the next game, obviously, they'll need him against North Carolina because they're going to throw the ball a whole bunch. So, yeah, that was my assessment. I thought they, they played a better team than a lot of people understood. I mean, because they're – and these kids, I know a lot of those kids that were recruited from Florida. And like the the kid Joe Quez Smith last year ran for 2,600 yards for Tampa Jesuit. So he wasn't awful. He just, you know, Miami. Uh, and again, my buddy uh, led the game in tackles, Corey Flagg. <laughs> you know, I mean, he was there. I'll tell you what, that linebacker core has been, I don't want to say a surprise, but it's been it's been the strong suit of this defense. Um I mean, the depth. Play. Yeah, the depth is there now. You've got four to five guys that you can go to, uh, which is nice, which is nice to see. Um, where you need to get some guys healthy, and I'll go to you on this, DJ, where you need to get some guys healthy is on the line, right? On, uh, you know, defensive line, you're missing guys like uh, Messenger, uh, Branson Dean. Uh, you know, you just got Nigel Lee back this week, but he only played about 10 snaps, so you're still trying to bring him in slowly. Uh those those three, uh, aside from Cam Kitchens, are probably your top three players on defense as well, right? So, you know, you noticed it a little bit where they had some issues getting to the quarterback. Um, again, it, it's taken with the – I mean, the, the truth is, though, they got the ball out quick because they knew that they were coming for them as well, right? So it's kind of both sides of, of, of the coin there where you got a team that, you know, Wow, we didn't get enough pressure, which we didn't. But at the same time, they 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 kind of created a scheme where they were trying to get the ball out as quick as possible, as well. And they did a good job with it because our our, our cornerbacks and our secondary were a little bit suspect this game. They had some issues. I know some of them were they were falling down and whatnot. But the the, the fact of the matter is, this guy threw for you know a good amount of yards, and he was able to. To, to, to kind of pick apart the defense, the, the cornerbacks, the secondary a little bit in this game. Uh, you know, from the defensive side of the ball, I'm ha- by the way, I'm happy with the offense. I think that the offense looks absolutely dominant. You, you rush for over 350 yards. You throw for over, over 250, um, something along those lines. Uh, I'm, I don't have any concerns with the offense. For me, it's, it's about cleaning up some things on defense. What were your thoughts, DJ, on – on how the defense played against Temple, am, are, am I reading too much into it, uh, or or is there some concern that they may need to clean some stuff up now in the bye week? I don't think you're reading too much into it because no matter what, I mean, we talked about this in the pregame show, uh, you know, um, a couple weeks ago. Just you know, these type of games, like this Temple game, is a chance to, you know, start good habits heading into ACC play, and you know, start good, you know. Start starting good habits heading into ACC play and also kind of getting ready to face tougher competition. Uh, you know, I do think 
I do think we may see a lot of quick throwing um, on the part of our opponents because they know that our defensive line is going to be coming. And so I don't think, you know, it would be one thing if the lack of pressure came after the quarterback was, you know, standing in the pocket holding on the football. But I do suspect that there will be a lot of quick throwing against Miami. Once we get those three guys back, you know, I think that will give them a better opportunity to rush the passer. And, you know, you look at some of these ACC quarterbacks coming up. I mean, Drake May, I believe Riley Leonard from Duke. I mean, those are a talented quarterback. So they are going to have to create some sort of a pass rush. I wouldn't worry about it right now, but I wouldn't necessarily say that everything is perfect there as we head into ACC play because I do think, you know, there are some things like getting to the quarterback and adjusting to those quick throws that kind of need to be looked at a little bit. It's not an over it's not it's not an overall area of concern yet, but it's something to keep in mind. Vish, I, I you know, I mentioned this earlier too on uh when talking to, to Blue. Uh the the this was a good as well, right? Is that you saw a lot of the twos and threes play, and not only did you see them play, but you you saw them mix in with the ones as well, on offense and on defense, right? Primarily on defense, you got to see a lot more, like the Jaden Harris's, and you got to see Devontae and Damari Brown. Uh, you, you know, even some of the linebackers, you got a little bit of of Popo Aguirre in there, and some of the other guys along the line. Um, you got to see a little bit of mix. <laughs> Obviously, that's that's when that happens. You're gonna have some mix-ups in coverage. You're gonna have some things that they're still learning to do. However, the positive sign of it is the development of these players, so that later on in the road in ACC play, when you know things get you know when things get serious, and you potentially have a guy that has to miss a player, that has to miss a series, or you know, God forbid, gets hurt for the game. Whatever the case is, you got some guys behind them that can come in. And and have and put in some real good snaps. Do you think that that maybe kind of played into how much the defense? I don't want to say struggled, right? They still only gave up seven points, but you know how they kind of bent bent a little bit too much, maybe, uh, and gave up all those uh, those those plays through the air. Yeah, I think it had a lot to do with it, actually. Um, if you look at kind of who was out there, I mean, we came in with injuries, we rested people, we protected people, and. Um, it's it's hard to understate how critical Kinchins is to the past events, and he's not there just right from the go. And it was a few busts here and there. It was a lot of chunk plays um, where, I mean, we have three guys covering someone in the flat and no one covering the receiver on the second level. Like, that's just a that's a bust, which you probably don't have if you have all your starters in there. So, yeah, I think it definitely played into it. The other thing is we, we talked about this going into this game. Temple's a run-first team. And they got they had eleven yards rushing. So we took away what they do best, and that's what you want to do as a defense and force him to throw. And like you said, they put up more yards than the like, but the reason there's only seven points is they're not good at this. So they're already doing like what they're not good at, which is why, you know, he threw that pretty terrible interception in the end zone at one point. Even the the touchdown was kind of a fluke. He just kind of threw it up for grabs and it True. and it floated right over the underneath coverage. And I mean it, he got it in there. Kudos to him. But I, I think, you know, it was probably more bust and in, inexperience in, in there. I did ask on Twitter, you tagged on this too, you know, what do people want to see? And it was health. And then, yeah, the other thing is, look, the past defense is not and has not been, not just in this game, as good as we'd like it to be. But we're now, to Blue's point, you know, we're holding them to a standard now, which is good, but it's much, 
higher just because the rest of the team is elevated at this point where we're, you know, you're starting to get big eyes on certain things, you know, three or four games ago, you wouldn't have thought are possible. And now you're like, is the past team what's going to hold us back from, you know, maybe winning the ACC, right? I mean, that's kind of what we're looking at now, whereas, you know, you would have taken these performances a few weeks ago. So, you know, it's good we're nitpicking <laughs> these things. I think looking at that, looking at the game, like you said, the offense basically looked like they could do whatever they wanted. So it was really just looking at the at the defense and saying, well, the one thing they didn't do well was stop the pass. So that is the thing that you're, you're looking at um, and thinking maybe it can be done better. But again, I think having Kinchins in there makes a huge difference. Just he quarterbacks the defense. Um, and, and Blue mentioned Corey Flag. This is definitely a Corey Flag game. You know, not a great surface. It's a little little rainy. Wind whip it up. You know, everything oh, playing in the box. He's very good. Oh yeah, no, this is this was like this was the game he was meant to play in, man. He's just gonna get downhill and get to that running back, which is what he does well. And so that was just played right into his strengths. Yeah, he was flashing all over the field. But yeah, definitely rotating is a lot bigger issue when you're trying to play zone and pass coverage and, and pass guys off and you just kind of never played together before. So I think there's a lot of bust around that. That's that's a fact. That's a fact. That's a good point. Uh, I want to turn the attention real quick to the other side of football. I know we've mentioned it a little bit, right? The, the, the pure dominance on on offense, uh, the running game. You know, you know what impresses me a lot is is the way that Shannon Dawson draws up. You know, all of this. He shows so many <clears> different <throat> um, formations. He doesn't kind of hit you with the same thing over and over, even in the same game. You know, in multiple games, you see different formations that he comes out with. So it's it's something different a little bit. Now you're seeing now you're seeing him show the RPO where TVD holds on to it, right? And they had never seen that before. So now the last two games, he's putting that on film. And I think all of this is done on purpose because the installation, Blue, and I kind of wanted you know you to kind of talk about this a little bit now. It's obvious that we haven't seen everything in Shannon Dawson's playbook, but what we've seen has been great, right? I mean, I mean, uh, TVD's having his best season so far, and that says a lot from his freshman year when he came in and played really well. But, but the kid looks really good. He looks sharp. He's considered again now. He's he's ranked now one of the top quarterbacks in the country. I mean, he's looking really good. Uh, the wide receivers now. Everybody's talking about how these these three wide receivers might be one of the top groups in the country and the running backs. Now they look like one of the top running backs uh, groups in the country and the offensive, right? This is all kind of coming together. Uh, I think Shannon Dawson and that whole entire offensive staff has done an absolutely incredible job. Kevin Beard has done an incredible job with the wide receivers, but now you're going to get into ACC play where he's going to open up the playbook even more. He's going to, he's going to install a boatload of stuff this uh, on this bye week and they're going to have to, learn it and 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 practice it and get it ready to go. I'm, it's not to say that they don't know it already because I think at this point, you know, it looks like TVD's got a really good grip on this offense. Um, and the whole entire offense period has uh, a good grip on it. So you're going to see them continue to open it up. What is the most impressive thing to you so far, four games in to this, to this season? And it could be – it could be an actual player. It could be a player, a group, a position group. It could just be mentality, physicality, whatever it want, whatever you want. What is the thing that kind of stands out to you the most? Um, I'd say the job that Xavier Restrepo is doing. He leads the country in percentage catching percentage, and that's pretty good. 
you know, for a guy who was undersized, I saw the graphic yesterday and uh, he, I mean, he, you need somebody, he's reliable. I mean, you know, and that kind of opens up for things. So, I mean, he's one of them. I think that the receiving core is a billion times better than it was last year. Uh, you're not finding as many drops. And in this game, you could have every excuse to have had a lot of drops. Um, yeah, I, you know, I mean, there's a lot of facets. I, like I said, I, I'm, I'm kind of in love with the offensive line and what they're doing and they get after it. I mean, I watched uh, Lee and Lee tore up their nose tackle all day. And that's why you could see when, um, when, which, uh, when they ran the ball, they didn't have to go outside. They ran tackle to tackle. And it's because they ran over the center spot. And, um, yeah, I, there's a couple of facets uh, that I think have propelled this team. I think, like I said, uh, you could probably go to every position and every player and see how they've upgraded. And you were mentioning um, uh, Kevin Beard, but, you know, what about the job that Tim Harris has done with the running backs? And Absolutely. You have to kind of manage those running backs. They're all, all of them can run. You know, when we, you know, somebody asked a question, I think it was in a post-game interview, is how come they, uh, that uh, the, the kid um, – A.J. Allen. Yeah, A.J. Allen. I keep forgetting his name. I'll call him A.J. Harris. Um, how come A.J. Allen's not playing more? I mean, he's a dude. We saw him, you know, we saw him in that spring scrimmage, and that's when I said, oh, man, I said to you, Jazz, there's a kid right there that probably gives you something that we don't have. He gets up – out of there and he's got that type of speed and he's got that explosiveness. So, and they say, Oh, well, you know, we're just trying to different combinations, you know, I mean, but that's what the answer was. We're trying different combinations, but I, I guess mean, they Paris can is there. They can do that when they're running for 350 yards. They can do yeah. Yeah. No, I understand that. I understand. Yeah, for and, sure. and, and certainly you got to be happy with the way that uh, Cheney's still standing. You know, I mean, after the, yeah. after four games, started. That was and I was, I was going to say he and he took a couple of pounding shots. When he's on, he's tough. Yeah. He's tough to bring down, and he's got great balance, and he's got some pretty good speed. I told you the comparison I made him was Javaris James. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You remember Javaris ran like that, never went down real easy, very strong, very athletic. You know, wasn't going to bust 190 yards for you, but he was going to give you the ability to get first downs. And that's what Cheney does. Uh, I think everybody has a role right now. I just would like to see A.J. Allen take more of a role because I think he's that, you know, he's the guy who could bust one open. Although Mark Fletcher <laughs> – yeah, he looked really been a good. pleasant, been a pleasant surprise, you they, know, uh, yeah. that he's doing this. You, you know, Blue, what's what's awesome to me is that they all look like they they fall forward, they break tackles, every single one of them, right? Like you yeah. even saw you even saw towards the end of the game, Chris Johnson come in, broke a couple tackles, and then he can just beat to, to the sideline because he's the fastest guy on the field. Yeah. So he's got I think he once he puts on a little bit more muscle, a little bit more weight, he could potentially be 
the bell cow for this team where he could be really dominant in college football. And then, you know what I liked the most out of that team, uh, out of that group, position group, was, you know, the, the teaching moments, the, the the development and the way that, that Tim Harris um, – is is coaching you know coaching that that group you saw you saw uh, uh mark fletcher come in and fumble the football and immediately was taken out and didn't see the didn't see the the field for maybe another quarter or two right uh you, you got to see how they're not taking any crap they want to make sure you execute they want to make sure you hold on to the football whatever it is that your right. game, your assignment is but I think that it was a great teaching moment, right? You see some other times where, <laughs> I mean, we saw it last year a lot, right, with, you know, with some of the guys that were here before. And and to be quite honest with you, they're at other schools and they're still committing the same errors and they yeah. still have the same problems. And that tells me that, you know, there's there's been a significant upgrade in that, in that uh, you know, as far as from a coaching perspective as well. I'm really excited about that. Um, I think you can't say enough about the tight ends and how well they're playing. I know a lot of people want to see them catching more passes, but when you block like you got six and you you block like you have a six and a seventh offensive lineman in there with Riley Williams and Cam McCormick. I mean, what more could you ask for? And every yeah. once in a while, you're going to get rewarded with a pass. And you know, on that on that one on that one play that uh, it was a touch, <clears throat> either a touchdown. Or the guy, or, or Jacoby George dropped it in the end zone. I don't remember what it was. Riley Williams is wide open in the middle of the field as well. So you, you, it's going to happen. They're going to get yeah. open. They're going to catch passes. But I think uh, I was really excited with uh, you know with with the, the offense as a whole. A uh, real quick question here from David Everett: What's the deal with Citizen? He's still rehabbing. Are you yeah, not, you're not going to see him this year. And when you do see him, I mean, you you got another guy that's like. He, he might be the best running back on that team. So, um, yeah, there, there's, there's no way he's going to get carries this year. Anyway. Yeah, there's, no, no, point. there's no point. There's no point. Which yeah. kind of sucks because that don't mean he hadn't played in two full years when he gets to play. So, I know. Poor thing. Yeah, that, that kind of, but just to your point, Jazz, um, you could do that discipline stuff when you have depth. Absolutely. Yeah, so if you don't have depth, then you got to ride with what you got to ride with. And I think that's what happened last year in a lot of the cases. The guys who were making mistakes it couldn't. They didn't have anything else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they, you know, couldn't. Yeah, all right, get over there. You know, like you, like you said, Fletcher, they could sit them down for a couple of series because they got other dudes. That's true. You, you, make a good you point. know, I mean, uh, there's, it, you know, it's just amazing how the depth factor and, you know, I saw it like watching the Oregon game a little bit the other day. You could see they got like 10 guys for like all the positions. And if some guy screws up, it just, you don't see that number for a while. So, I mean, and that's how, you know, that's how progression is. I mean, and, and that's how you got better. And uh, the whole thing to me is uh, with this team. I mean, I think when I saw Mario a couple of weeks ago, he said that um, uh, from a tight end standpoint, they may have, uh, a couple of guys get healthy by next week. So, cause that was two, three weeks ago. And they said, uh, you know, that, uh, what's his name, uh, was three weeks away. So the Royal. So if we could get him back in the mix, you know, maybe limited against Georgia tech, a little bit limited against, uh, NC, but you know, full go against Clemson. I think that really adds a lot. And, you know, as you watch these teams play that, you thought, oh, my gosh, you know, that's why I said at the beginning of the year when 
when uh, me and DJ picked seven and five, I said, I'll be updating that throughout the year. <laughs> I mean, it, it's still, I thought at this point that they would be, you know, that they would lose to A&M and yep. beat everybody else. Yep. And, uh, and, and I picked them to be Georgia Tech, but uh, let's see what happens after that. You know, I just am a little leery about North Carolina because they throw the ball so darn much, you know, and, and that's Miami still, as you said, kind of unsettled in the secondary. Right. You know, but uh, well, I think is making get, a difference, though. Once you get Cam back, the whole secondary changes. Yeah, he's, yeah. But he's got to get him back. He's the best player at that position. in college. He's one of the best players in college football, period. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. We got a couple of questions here. We'll go through a couple of questions, then we'll get to a little bit of recruiting. But um, I think we see Chase Smith more in the linebacker rotation. I'm a big fan of Chase Smith. He's still learning a little bit because he's coming off an injury, but he's very talented. Uh, he can lay the boom. You guys want to take a fish? You want to take that a little bit on Chase Smith? Yeah, I don't – I think Mario's got the guys he's comfortable with. You see them playing a majority of snaps, and he hasn't played that much. So I don't know about more of a role, barring an injury. I think, I think he's got his starters there. Um, and then, you know, I think Flag gets a lot of the backup snaps. And I, I don't – I don't know, to be honest, if we're going to see an expanded role, I, I would be surprised if we see a big change in his role by the end of the year. I think where you might see him a little bit is rushing the quarterback, right? He's got he's got the speed and the strength to do that. Um, playing like a natural linebacker position right now, I still think he's a little bit away from doing that. I mean, if you see them and, and they're dominating a football game, of, of course you're going to see him a little bit more because he is very talented. But as Vish mentioned, you got you – got, you know, you're, you're, and and I do I do think you know we've talked a lot about the pass defense and maybe some issues there. We have the number two run defense in the country. Yeah. Um. And it's pretty clear Mario's focus is I'm going to stop the run and I'm going to run on you. Yep. <laughs> and and we're going to physically dominate in that sense. And so that that puts more onus on, like you said, Jazz, the linebacker to be more natural at that position. And Chase Smith isn't quite there yet. I don't think. I think he can get there. Yeah, but I think you know to try and supplant minutes from you know. Another, another question from uh, Daryl. Uh, yes. Any word on Zion? We really wish he could play after GT. So, I I don't want to say I've kind of given up on Zion, but you know he's he's still hurt. He's obviously not ready to play. Uh, at least that's what what I get after you know um, from all of this. You know, there was a lot of talk about him coming in and being you know the savior left tackle. Jalen Rivers is doing a hell of a job. If he, if if Zion Rivers, uh, Zion Rivers, whoo, if Zion Wilson could come in and spell Jalen Rivers every once in a while, or even you know Francis on the right side, just to kind of get some snaps if he's healthy. When when the game's not on the line, of course, you know when we're when we're we're playing these ACC teams, it's going to be tough. At this point, I think you're going to see Samson over Zion. I just don't know if Zion's ready to play. Uh, so that's that's my thing on him. I don't think it's a, it's a it's a matter of him playing. I think it's a matter of him being healthy enough to play. Well, I think it's I think it's both too. When he's healthy, like like you said, you can't. I mean, the offensive line has been excellent and works well together. You're not going to shove him into that lineup. So it would be it's another guy like barring an injury. We're talking backup minutes. You know, right. like you said in the game that's not close, getting him some snaps. To he's another guy. You know, Blue mentioned sits and he hasn't played in two years. Also, yeah. So at what point are you shoving him into the – maybe if the offensive line was struggling or something, but they're not. It's the opposite. So it's hard to see a reason even to, to put him in there. 
Um, real quick here, question, guys. Who is the top quarterback uh, from Anthony, by the way? Um, who is the top quarterback you think the rumors are talking about in 2020 that they're predicting might – I'm assuming might flip. This, this is a hell of a sentence, my man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, you made me struggle. Okay, man. I think the 2020 – let's ignore that. I think he's talking – In 2024, was, maybe? Well, or, I think I'm pretty sure he did like – it feels like you did a voice to text here, and we're gonna have to decipher this. But uh, I get it. I get it. Who do you think is gonna flip to Miami? That's committed elsewhere now to a, probably for this coming class. Yeah. Blue, you want to take this? I, I would see. Remember, I told you last time. I think what they're gonna do is they're gonna hit the portal, you know, and get get a junior. Or so rather than because I think they, you know, in in somebody like um, I think they got a couple of pretty decent kids for twenty, you know, right now. Uh, and then they got a couple of good 24 kids hooked up. And then obviously the kid Nichols. So, yep. you know, I think it's just a wait and see. I just think they're going to hit the portal. And there's probably a guy somewhere out there, you know, that may say, you know what, I want to go to Miami. I love what's going on. And and because there's a lot of situations where you have some quarterbacks, but the teams are not real, real good. And, you know, like you look in the big 12 or the big, 80 now. I mean, everybody's going there. <laughs> You're going to have an opportunity maybe to pluck somebody out of there, yeah. you know, that's coming over, uh, you know, uh, you know, out of the pack. And the irony of this whole thing is the, the pac 12 was one of the strongest conferences in football. They got the best quarterbacks in that by conference. far, by every far. single team, except Stanford, maybe. Yeah. As a stud quarterback. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And, and they're disbanding, which is which is great. You know, I listen, I would jump on Washington State and Oregon State. What is somebody waiting for? I know, you right? Know, the pack two, you know. So speaking of Washington, Cam Ward, that kid is the real deal, man. Unbelievable. That yeah, Michael good. Penix? Uh, no, Cameron Ward, the quarterback of Washington State. Well, oh, Penix, oh, oh. Michael Penix, Penix is too. pretty yeah, damn yeah, good Penix too. Is, yeah, he's pretty damn good too. Both quarterbacks out there yep. in Washington yeah. are unbelievable. Um, another question from Anthony. Maybe this one makes sense, Anthony. Jesus, do you guys think it's scheme the reason why Kiko's stats are not as high as you're supposed to be compared to the other middle linebackers in the country? Uh, DJ, you want to take that? I mean, I think the scheme – you know, allows for, you know, not necessarily flexibility, but for the ability to mix and match. I mean, he's he's still having a great season, and I do think, you know, and I do think he 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 has a definite role on the defense in the sense that you know he's a guy that you can you know count on week in and week out. But you know, I you know that may not help him statistically, but I still think he has you know been an outstanding player on that side of the football um as far as the scheme is concerned i wouldn't necessarily worry too much about that i mean you know it's 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 working decently well over the past uh, you know four games or so so you know i think it's just a matter of you know adjusting to the scheme and college football as a whole i mean i saw him make a tfl yeah i mean uh, he's running around sideline to sideline yeah I'm fine with what he's doing. Um, Every all those linebackers are doing. West West had a yeah. great game. Yeah, I, I heard, well, good. first of all, I, I'm curious what stats we're talking about. Even where you feel like he's not where he needs to be, but we've rotated a lot. It's yeah, four games into the season. Um, you know, I 
whatever. I don't. And it sounds. I don't, so... I don't think he or anyone else is really giving a crap what his stats are. At this yeah. Point, so. And I, just based off of him, Anthony says, I want him to continue to be in the conversation for the Bookus Award. I really don't think they care about that. No. That's, yeah. That's. Yeah. Just... I don't. And, and again, again, I, I think um, those awards, if the team keeps winning, all of a sudden, like. Those, those awards all, all of a sudden yeah. it's like no a lot of those awards are who's the best team who's their best player right. that it's not necessarily the actual best player at that position so, that happens a lot absolutely yeah and it so. sounds so cliche too but you look at some of the stuff that these linebackers are doing that don't show up on the stat sheet they're they're pursuing the football they're they're you know they seem to be where the football is at all times you know they're taking good pursuit angles and things like that so there's a lot of things that these linebackers have been doing that aren't aren't necessarily statistically related, but are also helping out the defense immensely. Yep, yep, I agree. One more question before we get into recruiting. Um, I have a feeling Chi Town King says I have a feeling Damari takes more slot corner snaps as the year progresses. I'll I'll I'll, I'll kick this over to you, uh, Blue, if you want in a second. But I will say this. The truth is, I've I, you know I've seen I've seen Takori Couch struggle a lot, um, and against some of the better teams, he struggles a little bit. But sometimes he shows these you know he plays these games where he's like, where the hell has this been? Yeah, and you know the Temple oh, game consistency and that's consistency uh... absolutely. I mean he had two picks, but I think a lot of people are you know like you you mentioned Blue you know and Fish you guys mentioned that the ball is. Sailing everywhere, making bad throws, and he took advantage of that. And of course, good cornerbacks do that. You make you make those plays when they come to you. Um, so yes, I think that Demar could take some more snaps, uh, but you're also going to see some other guys as well. I think he's still he's still pretty pretty raw, right? You see it sometimes, and and he get kind of gets lost, or or he's not in position sometimes. So he, he's very talented. He can go out there and make some plays, but I, I think you're going to see a mix. And you're probably going to go with the sure hand, the guy that knows the system a little bit better, maybe he's yeah. a little bit older, and and, and to Corey Couch. And if he continues to make plays, then you're willing to 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 let him make some mistakes as well. So, um, and it's it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Uh, you know that I, I get it. The longest play in the touchdown were on Couch. I mean, that touchdown was uh, like Vish mentioned. It was a fluke, man. That's kind of tough to, you know, to to gauge. But we get it. I get it. Um, I, I just think that at the end of the day, he's still he's he's got three interceptions this year. He had the game saving game winning quote unquote game ending interception against Texas A and M as well. So I think that he has his moments where he plays really well. But if he continues to make you know being consistent, then you're going to see some other guys. I, I, again, so, a, a lot of those were were zones, and and it wasn't just him. And I, I think when the coaches look at the film, there'll be a collective failure on quite a few of those. Yeah. those completions they had because it was it was not their coverage bus on several of them it's not as easy to look at it after the fence say well it was him he's the nearest to the play but that's not necessarily supposed to be the case on a lot of these plays where he's you know chasing the play when it's not his man so i, I think we we need to get our and and i guess anthony's hitting on us we need to get kitchens back that'll settle the defense a lot better in the passing game and i think that'll that allow our corners to play better as well. The Six Rig Kane Show. The Six Rig Kane Show. The Six Rings Kane Show. You know, 
save big on brunch for mom all in the kroger app get 16 ounce packs of flavorful angus 90 lean ground sirloin for 4.99 each with a digital coupon then buy two get two free on 12 packs of delicious coca-cola pepsi or 7-up all with your card Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.